So, Pete, I think you have a couple of pretty interesting celebrity stories in addition to the Devo that would be great to hear. Oh, please do tell. <laughs> we do, actually. So uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with a guy named Scott Weiland. He was the lead singer of a band called Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, so we did his piece. He actually passed away in Minneapolis. So well, that's not cool. But not I mean, cool, yeah. that part, yeah. Um, but we uh, ended up engaging with his family, and Scott was known for... Uh, singing into this very distinct megaphone on stage. That was one of his, that was his bit. And uh, what the family said was that they really wanted, they think the megaphone is a really appropriate way to represent his life, but they said they want it to look like a beat up, duct taped together megaphone. They want it to look well worn. And so that was kind of the unique and interesting thing about the piece we made for him was um, it had to look like this beat up that's sweet. So I think that's kind of from an artist's perspective. Yeah. It's kind of fun when you can go in and just kind of make it look worn yeah. and tattered. So you rendered in <clears throat> the duct tape kind of folded back and all the little detail scratches and scuffs. Yep. That's exactly. super cool. Exactly. And so uh, so we did that piece. Uh, we also uh, were contacted by uh, a gentleman. Uh, his name is, well, not him, but uh, a guy named Lemmy Kilmister was the lead singer of a band called Motorhead. Whoa. Wait, say that all over again. Okay. Uh, we were also contacted by the agent of a gentleman named Lemmy Kilmister, who was the lead singer of a band called Motorhead. Ace of Spades. Yeah, Ace of Spades, exactly. Wow. <laughs> so they reached out and said, uh, you know, they had seen some of the work, and that uh, um, that was actually the first one where they really wanted us to kind of design something from where they really didn't have any idea what they wanted, you know? So they said, you know, you know, go, go find what you want about him online and see the things that represent him and his life and, like, suggest some, That's some cool. design ideas. And so, of course, the hat was, right. the hat he wore was classic. <clears throat> Ace of Spades was the, the record and the album that he was known for. Um, he, uh, he was a big fan of a tattoo that he just got on his forearm. And so we thought that could be represented as part of the piece. And so anyway, we designed this, uh, this urn that was in the shape of his cavalry hat that he wore on stage. And then the tattoo that was on his forearm that said, uh, born to lose, live to win, was on the front. And then the ace of spades uh, icon nice. was represented on the left side of, of the urn. But uh, through the, you know, you develop a pretty close relationship with some of these uh, individuals and families when you're when you're helping them in such an int intimate way and uh so through the course of the interaction with these guys they said we'd love to have you guys come to come to the funeral and so I, I said we'd love to and so uh the funeral was here in la and it was forest lawn mm -hmm. cemetery where a lot of other famous people are buried and so they sent an invitation and so of course my loving sister Augie here happens oh, to live in town, and I Augie, needed... you went to Lemmy's. <laughs> well, let me tell the story from my perspective. Please, I do need to hear this. So, uh, you've you've got a little taste of Pete. Yes. And so, when you get a call that's like, "Hey, what are you doing Saturday?" <laughs> on a Thursday, you're like clearing my schedule. Whatever, you just tell me where I need to be. And so, I get the call, and he's like, "What are you doing Saturday?" And uh, we end up going up to LA because we, we are invited to this funeral and so we order an uber to drive us up to Forest Lawn and just as we hit send on the uber we go hang on time out we can't just roll up in a Toyota Corolla we got to go with the like the black uber XL oh yes 
So we order up the the uh, high end, high Uber end, whatever. Black. The, the, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and we roll through three layers of security. So they checked our and, and and talk about imposter syndrome. At each check, we're like, oh, "This is where it's all going to fall apart." <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and so we pass. So we pass the first one. We pass the second one. We pass the third one, and we roll up to. So I don't know if you've ever been to Forest Lawn. But I have. It's a there's a the pretty beautiful church, and then there's just green pastures everywhere with with tombstones and what have you. And so we roll up. Black sedan or black uh, SUV or whatever escalator or whatever. Roll out of our our SUV and walk into a who's who of rock star celebrities. And so, please name them. Oh, oh, I'll get there. (laughs) Oh, good. You just stay with me. So okay, I'm gonna just. It's coming. I'll sit back. (laughs) So we so we walk in and in the the lobby of the church. Is it? Can we call it a church chapel? yeah, more chapel. chapel. Maybe more chapel. Yeah. It's a chapel. So in the lobby of the chapel were two scantily clad women behind a table serving what they call the lemmy, which is a drink that is a Jack and Coke. Nice. <laughs> and they're just handing them out as people walk in. Well. And we were, on one hand, so excited to be there. But as Pete mentioned earlier, we had to remind ourselves that we were actually at a funeral. So right. So don't like, rock it out. So don't be too giddy. My, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no smiling. Yeah. No, just, yeah, no high fives. Yeah. <laughs> so we, <laughs> no shaking and holding each other's hands in the corner. Yes. <clears throat> oh, we didn't even. We, we'll skip the whole. What did like? How do we decide what to wear? Oh thing, yeah. We got there, and so uh, so we're we're kind of standing in this lobby, and we got there. We we tried to time it so that we got there not too late, not too early. But we got there early enough where had we wanted to grab a seat, we could have. But we thought, well, there are people here actually in grief. So let's, out of respect for them, let's just sort of lay low and stay in the back. There's kind of a, like an atrium lobby mm-hmm. area. Right. And, and that gave us a chance to kind of step back. You can and just, see who's coming in. Oh my God. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah, which is what we did. So we sat there with our Jack and Coke. And by the way, if you've never had a Jack and Coke, it's the, it's the most disgusting drink. I Yeah, it's nasty. Um, yeah. But we sat there with our Jacks and Cokes. Um, we were probably the most, the least rock star looking people there. And people started rolling in and they were wearing, I remember one guy had a t-shirt on that just had the middle finger on it. Nice. Everyone else was in like studded black leather chains, mohawks, I mean, you name it. Well, you're talking Motorhead. We're That's talking Motorhead, fantastic. right? Fantastic. And by the way, they they live streamed this funeral and had uh-huh. over a quarter of a million views. Mm-hmm. People I worked with at the time. <gasps> Did they see you? Well, you couldn't. See, you just saw the altar okay. and the eulogies. Were you tempted to? Run I really was tempted to run up and. It is. <laughs> but uh, this Jack and Coke is great. <laughs> um, so we sat back and watched everyone rolling through, and and so sure enough, there goes Sharon and uh, and Ozzy, and wow. here comes Slash, <gasps> and here comes all of Metallica, and here comes Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, Nuts. yeah, That's I forgot about Gene Simmons. Here comes a guy with this really long pointy beard, and I quick googled that that was the lead singer of Anthrax. Um, Gene Simmons was just at the Pentagon, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he was. I saw that. Oh, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. did a presentation there. Okay, He's but anyway, very big. He's, He's very big tall. Man. Uh, 
what's the guy, the white hair guy? Um, oh, D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Oh, yeah. Was there? Slash. Did I mention Slash? Yes. There were other people that I later had to look up and go, "Oh, that's the drummer <laughs> <Yeah>. from." <laughs> yeah, it was literally a who's who. It was of, a who's who. A lot of a lot of people give Lemmy credit for like inventing that yeah. genre of music, so he's kind of seen as the godfather of heavy metal. Wow. Music in a lot of ways. And so then, of course, the 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 master of ceremonies walks in. <laughs> Not really, but like the who was the, the, the A list, the big guy that everybody was looking forward to, which was Dave Grohl. Oh my gosh! So Dave Grohl walks in. So. Uh, so the funeral begins, and I mean, calling it a funeral is like, well, we're going to use that term really lightly because it was really just people getting up and speaking and telling stories about hookers and drugs. And, wow! And um, Alice Cooper's snake handler. <laughs> what? Alice Cooper's snake handler was a uh, what? One of the keynotes. Well, that's cool. Do you Did think they he ever has imposter syndrome? <laughs> I don't, I don't like, know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with these snakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw them on a plane. Wait, um, did the snake come in too? No, well, no, but he came up and told stories okay. about. There needed to be a snake. Yeah, that's that's. Um, yeah. Are you sure it was the handler? Well, he claimed that's how he introduced, that's, himself. That's how he introduced okay. himself. That was his. That was his. <clears> okay. all this be a thing. weird thing to make up. But. Yeah. Hey. Well, and then at the altar was uh, there was like a wreath that had a, um, a like imagine a very very big green round wreath that had a white set of flowers kind of crossing through the wreath and then going off to eternity. Okay. And those white flowers represented a line of speed. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Speed yeah. or coke? Well, they said, said speed. speed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, yeah. it could be a coke. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean that. All right. No, I think I think people. You was know, there a They have very discerning the taste, you know. Yeah. Like people who do speed don't want to be associated yeah. with those weird. It's like, oh, so there would be a not be a mirror. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would it's be like Cabernet yeah. and Chardonnay. Yeah. Right. You, don't, you yeah. just don't mix those. No. Up. Unfriendly. Yeah. Got it. Um, so at one point, before the all the eulogy started, uh, we were standing in the back, and uh, Ozzy Osbourne comes walking up, and <gasps> there's a there was an attendant standing right next to us, and. Um, Ozzy Osbourne walks up and asks, you know, where's, where's the bathroom? And by the way, he's very small. He's very small, and I think asking is a generous term. It was more like stammering. Show me the <laughs> Well, but it was like, I don't know, like you could hardly understand Yeah, him. Yeah, he was, he, I, he was looking for the bathroom, and the attendant kind of pointed him. And at, at that chapel, the bathrooms are kind of like in an in outside yeah. area. Right. Nothing super glamorous. And so he heads to the bathroom, and... I look at Pete. And Pete Did you have to me. go to the bathroom? <laughs> no. Oh. But I looked at I looked at Pete. And Pete looked at me, and uh, we stood there for a second. And finally, I was like, "Go!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like I should go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, and so he follows, He quickly runs off and follows yeah. Ozzy into the bathroom. And I think your experience. Well, I'll let you. Please. Well, okay, there's, now. I mean, we just happened. We we uh, urinated next to each other. I guess. <laughs> Wow, you <laughs> urinated next to Ozzy yeah. Osbourne. Yeah. But I think Pretty he cool. said that he didn't wash his hands and he just sort of walked away. That sounds that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Did you yeah. offer to wash them for? I did not. No. I did not. Actually, my 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 one funny memory of that was when we were rolling up in the in the limos, and then there's all like the the guys with the clipboard standing there checking who you are. Yeah. And I remember kind of nudging Augie going, 
I don't know. I think there's like a 50-50 chance we're not on this list. You know, I was like, they said we were. And imposter I was confirmed. Syndrome. So there was a little bit of imposter syndrome there. But I'm like, if they're going to forget anybody, it's going to be us. Yeah. And uh, so we pull up and we roll the window down and this guy with the clipboard sticks his head into the car and he asked the limo driver, what I thought was a really interesting question. He goes, who do you have? You know, so it wasn't, it was like, like the driver should know because we're probably somebody famous. And this yeah. poor driver was like, I have this Uber yeah, it's, ticket. Uh, yeah, he's, he's also he just <laughs> like he... looks back at us and who he's do like, I have? Like, I don't know, people. <laughs> <laughs> and we were looking at him like, duh, <laughs> yeah. say your name. But one other quick funny story about that experience was, uh, so the two people that I was involved with in, in the design of the piece, I was standing up at the front. I think you had stayed back, but I was standing up at the front talking to them. And all of a sudden, this frantic woman who works at... Uh, Forest Lawn comes running up and is like interrupting and tapping the person I'm talking to her like um yeah uh, we have a big problem you know and I'm thinking like well this is gonna be amazing you know like what's a big problem <laughs> Ooh, in the world the yeah like we lost the body <laughs> <laughs> like what's a big problem a big in the problem. world of funeral yeah. services and so anyway she's going we have a problem and she's like okay I'm sorry I gotta take care of this and so I'm still standing there and she goes what's the problem and, and she goes um Someone is sitting in Slash's seat. Oh. <laughs> like somebody had sat down and we're in the seat that was reserved for Slash Whoops. and we got to get that person out of here. So, Well, it's interesting that, I mean, and this is, this is not on the subject of your company, but I one summer worked the Lucas Ranch 4th of July picnic and I was a greeter, so I was told. <laughs> and I dressed to be a greeter. But then I found out I was actually security and I was wearing a miniskirt so when I put the t-shirt on, the t-shirt was longer than the mini skirt. So that's another aside. And a baseball cap and a walkie. And I'm at the kiosk and I'm supposed to check people in. And I had the list of guests. So of course I was perusing through the, the guest list because I wanted to know what celebrities were coming. And I was so involved with seeing Bill Cosby and I think Robin Williams and I think Michael Jackson was on the list. I was like, <gasps> and this beat up old limo pulls up. I'm with my friend Pam. And I say, name, please. And the limo driver says, Spielberg. And I'm like, just a minute. And I start going through to find Spielberg. And it occurs to me, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I looked in the back and I saw uh, Steven Spielberg and Amy Irving. And I said, you know, I don't even think I need to find your name. You just go on ahead. <laughs> I don't think anyone will object. <laughs> they yeah. went in and they were fortunately laughing at me, <clears throat> I think. Um. So the, the, the kind of the grand finale of the funeral was the, the final eulogy was Dave Grohl. And prior to that, he was standing in the back. He, had, he didn't take a seat with Slash. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he just stood in the back, which is where we were sitting. So there was a point in time where he was standing next to me. And Did you I, hold his hand? <laughs> Did you want to? I about it, yeah. <laughs> um, or you should have just said, I'm so broken up about this and started to cry. <laughs> you well, had an opportunity. Yeah. If you need someone to talk to, <laughs> I'm here for you, Dave. I was trying to look sad. I really was. <laughs> but you're sitting there and you're tapping yeah. feet. Oh my God. So I'm standing next to Dave Grohl. But I, I'm not, I don't know I'm standing next to Dave Grohl at first. And oh. so... I'm listening and watching, and all of a sudden I feel my phone buzzing, and, and Pete, brother Pete, is standing right behind me. And I feel my phone buzzing, and I'm like, Were you I texting her? It is. <laughs> so so I, I look at my phone, and it's a picture from Pete. <laughs> 
<laughs> behind you guys? Yeah, I just took a step back and was like... <laughs> and he took a picture of me standing next to Dave Grohl. And it's just the two of us. Oh, my. So I, re- I sent him a reply back. And I was like, am I dating Dave Grohl right now? <laughs> yeah, you guys look like you're about to we walk like down the couple. aisle together. <laughs> wow. I still have the picture. Okay, I need to But anyway, so... Uh, so that was amazing. And then there was a big after party, and there was all kinds of stuff. But then, uh, so so that so after after that whole event, I thought, wow, that was like the coolest thing I've ever done. Until Prince dies. <laughs> now your favorite. You may not know this about me. This is going to come as a huge surprise. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did totally, I just? <laughs> yeah. Total what? shock. But I am a very big Prince fan, and Prince is from Minneapolis, which is where we're from. And so he was, you know, we used to see him at clubs around town. I mean, he was just an icon in our lives. So when Prince died, of course, I, you know, very sad and everything else, but I called Pete and I was like, do your thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lemmy was fine, yeah. but I have to yeah, go. This to is Prince. the cherry on top. Do your thing. And <clears throat> never in a million years did I think he would pull it off. You and pulled that off? We did. Behold, how did you, how did. did you pull that off? Did you just so, say, yeah. I need to carry the urn in myself. It's a little delicate. Or... Oh, there's a whole whole convoluted that's, story that's about right. all that happened. But uh, we we reached out to his. Uh, the recording company is called New New Power Generation. Anyway, he he owns a recording company that is based in Paisley Park, which is his home and his sanctuary and his workplace in Minneapolis. Right. And uh, um, so there was uh, we reached out to that organization and just said hey here's some of the work that we've done in the past and if this is something that the family is interested in we'd love to talk to him and then no one responded for the longest time so he died on april 21st and it was like early may 2016 yeah okay so it was like early may all of a sudden i'm walking off an airplane and i get a call and it's from a, a bay area number that i don't recognize i answer the call and it's this woman who starts asking me some, some general questions that most people ask when they first interact with us. And almost kind of in passing, at the end, she mentions that she's calling on behalf of Prince's family. And so she was saying that she's from the Bay Area and that I said, well, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm flying in in like, I can't remember where I was flying in from, but I'm, I'm, I said, I'll be in town in about three hours. I said, I will come out and we can talk about this right now. And she said, well, I'm flying out in like three hours because I'm flying back to the Bay Area from Minneapolis. And so we connected and we're like, well, what time are you going to be at the airport? And she said, whatever time. And I said, well, I'll be landing right about that time. Let's wow. meet at the airport. So we met at the Minneapolis airport. And she was asking, she started kind of asking from a design standpoint, like, well, what, what do you guys think you would do? And, I, and so the first conversation I had with her was, um, you know, I mean, obviously the symbol right. needs to be involved somehow. But I said, you guys need to decide whether we're talking about kind of retro prints, you know? Are we talking like Little Red Corvette or, you know, that kind of stuff? Or are we talking about modern day prints, which, uh, you know, he became a very devout, like Jehovah's Witness later in life. And so, um, you know, you guys need to figure out like thematically where you want to go. And then, of course, there's all the stuff in the middle. And so um, she said, well, let us think about it for a while. And she said, I think I'm going to give this information to his family and then they'll reach out to you. And so that was still kind of like... Will Maybe. they though? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Were you kind of glad that they didn't say like we want to go with cream prints? <laughs> yeah. It's like no, you don't. No, trust me, you don't. Um, but anyway, the interesting thing is, so this this woman, and I forget the name of the foundation now, 
but it, she was partnered with Van Jones. You know who Van Jones is on CNN? Yes. Okay, so her and Van Jones were the leaders of this nonprofit organization that apparently Prince funded. Mm-hmm. Oh, that cool. does all of this cool work, you know, with underdeveloped communities. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. he, was, he was kind of the silent uh, donor of, of this program. But anyway, so uh, a few days later, the family calls and they said, uh, you know, Diana gave us your information and so we want to get this thing moving. And um, so they said, okay, we'll be out there. It was like a Monday. They said, okay, we're going to come out Thursday. And I remember hanging up the phone thinking like, okay, they're coming out here, but like, who's coming out here? Like, is this, <gasps> is there like a bunch of limos are going to come rolling yeah. in and like 20 <laughs> people get out or is this like one person or like who's coming, you know? And it turned out it was his, his, his only biological sister and her two sons were the representatives oh. of the family that were, that were involved. And uh, so we started talking about kind of the, the, what, the, what the design theme was going to be. And they said, you know what, we really think Paisley Park, you know, just because Paisley Park was so ordinary or so extraordinary in the sense that, you know, here's an international recording artist who could have gone, moved to New York or moved to L.A., but he decided he just wanted to build he his sanctuary it. there. And so it was a recording studio. It was where he lived. It was, um, they had giant parties there all the time. So it was really... The... Did you get to visit Paisley Park live? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Did so, you take Augie to that? Yeah. You scouted well, we went it? to his... Well, so... Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, we... we we're... What? Stay tuned. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, <laughs> I'm ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm like, it's wishful thinking, oh, and yeah. it's actually being... Okay. Yeah, so so we start working with the family, and we're and we're coming up with all the design themes of what we're gonna do, and and they wanted it to kind of represent Paisley Park, and they wanted his symbol on the front, they wanted to have seven jewels on the front of the symbol. Real they jewels. Wanted, well, that was an interesting conversation mm-hmm. because uh, I, everything I've always priced out to them, I always priced it out independent of whatever you mean by jewels. You know, so here's the price for this thing. And then whatever you want to, you know, if, is jewels a $100 problem or is jewels a $100,000 problem? You right. Know? So let's, you need to figure out what you mean by jewels. So everything was independent of the Smart. jewels. Smart. Yeah. And in, in the end, it just became crystal. So it wasn't <clears throat> anything crazy expensive. But there was a symbolism to the A. It was seven jewels because seven was his favorite number. I'm was, all seven <laughs> and yeah. watch them <laughs> And they wanted the inside of the urn finished. So the inside of the urn looks like the atrium of Paisley Park. Super sweet. Uh, Yamaha had gifted him this purple piano that had a big print symbol on it. So they, they said that was important to him. So they wanted that in the piece. Um, they had doves on the wall. Of Were the they piece. crying? I'm uh, sorry. I no, just, <laughs> they should have been. They should have been. I'm but sorry. This is what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I totally... <laughs> I did a dove crying when he died. And yeah, I drew that. Um, anyway, so... Sorry, so, go on. Oh, yeah. Go. So, sad. so uh, we got involved yeah. with them, you know, mid-May, and then the, they, they were going to have two funerals for him. One was at a place called the Target Center, which is a big stadium auditorium in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. where, like, the local basketball team plays. So it's like a 20,000-seat auditorium. So they were going to have a big concert event there. But before that, they were going to have... Um, an event at, at Paisley Park itself for friends and family. Nice. And so through the course of building the piece for uh, his sister, she started asking us to make all of these other things because she wanted to hand out some kind of gifts to the people that were going to attend. Oh, that, so you were going to print small items to hand Well, out no, or? it was. It ended up being uh, they wanted to have like a, a pamphlet oh, okay. that had a bunch of photos of him and it had all of the songs he's ever written, which is like 2,000-some songs, 
bunch of pictures of him. So that she's like sending us all these photos of like Prince as a baby and Prince Wait, with his mom. Wait, so she had you do that? Yeah. And so on we were the doing... side, you did that as well? Yeah. Because she was like one-stop shop. Yeah, she's like, head. I'm here. In fact, talk about imposter syndrome. Whoa. So I'm sitting in a meeting and I had, we had this coworker named Grant who was sitting next to me. And uh, so we're sitting across the table from the family and... She starts asking us, uh, well, can you guys do like the printed pieces and can you do 400 pewter sim- print symbols that say 1958 on the front and eternity on the back and we want them all serialized? Can you do pens? Can you do sweatshirts? Can you do this? Can you do that? You're like, mm-hmm. She's at, yeah. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Grant kind of like going, like yeah. shaking his head like, yeah, we don't do that. Did you that. kick him? And I'm kind of like, yes, absolutely. We're going to do all, you know, I'm just like. Excuse my crazy friend here. <laughs> <laughs> He's been drinking. <laughs> Branch man. This man just walked yeah. in the room. <laughs> and so anyway, we ended up doing all this other stuff. And then it got to the point where it just became so much stuff that she's like, is there any chance that like you and your team could come and be kind of the greeters at the funeral and <gasps> hand, <laughs> hand out the basically the funeral swag bags, right? Yeah, that's good. And uh, um, so we said, of course. And, uh, and so we went to the, the funeral and the hilarious oh, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Time out. Wait, do we need to back up and add something here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, once again, on a Thursday, oh, yeah. I get a phone call. <laughs> what are you up to on Saturday? What are you doing on Saturday? And I'm like, you tell me what I'm doing. And I kind of knew this was going on, but I'm like, just tell me what I need to do. And he goes, all right, it's on. It's Saturday. He goes, I can bring six people. I've got five. I'm like... And I'm on a plane now. <laughs> and I actually called my husband and said, hey, are you cool if I try? Like, and I, I was about halfway through the sentence, and he's like, Aggie, it's Prince's funeral. Right. Like, and, like, what? did you actually care what his like, answer was going to be? Yeah, like, what was he going to say? I'd like, really rather you didn't. I could find another husband. Or <laughs> <laughs> can that be? I have a whole other long story, which I won't tell here about the planes, trains, and automobiles to get there because I all I but it was worth didn't make it. Every it little I bit. Had, I had conversations with airline employees that I I remember mom, mom, our mom saying, like, I can't believe you pulled that off. And I was like, I can't either. I of had, just getting there? Yeah, my okay. flight was canceled. And I bought a ticket on a flight oh, yeah. that, I bought a ticket for a flight that was booked and already boarding. And I, <laughs> and you just bring it like full and already boarding people on standby. And I was like, fine, I'll take the risk. And I ended up on the. Did plane. you say I'm small? <laughs> I can sit in yeah. someone's lap. <laughs> no, I said I'm going to a funeral. I can't miss this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah. So so again, yeah. I got that call, and it was like, <laughs> oh wow, what do I need to do? That yeah. is insane. Yeah. You know, you like fulfilled your sister's dream you don't have to do anything you know else. that's that's really an interesting observation because my a very close friend of mine a guy named rich wallen um every once in a while when something cool like this happens i i he, he's a guy who like never answers his phone so i'll leave him a message and just say hey you gotta call me i've got a really cool story for you and he goes i know that when i get that call from <laughs> you like it's not just you know you really hey, have to I make can't the call. me out yeah like something's really you know, happening. Yeah, you don't get that call. Unless it's <laughs> well, I, I just remember <laughs> false alarms. I remember you saying you went to Prince's funeral, and I didn't add it all up. I mean, I yeah. I no. knew that Pete was doing something, and well, that, oh. and it's it's not a without context. It's not an 
a quick story. Oh, no. So right. I actually made the huge mistake. I was at my class reunion, and somehow I started telling somebody <laughs> the story. And I got that exact, the look you're giving me right now was exactly what <laughs> I got. Oh, psycho. Okay. Well, it was a, actually, it was a little bit of more of like. Pity? No, it was like. Yeah, you're full yeah, of come shit. On. <laughs> you, Aggie you from Princess. Spring Lake Park, Minnesota. On the same <laughs> invite list as Barack yeah. Obama. Yeah. 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 Like, really? You're... Brock was there? He wasn't there, but he was on the invite. list. So they should, we saw the invite list <gasps> of who all was invited. Wow. He was on the list. Yeah. Uh, so there was a list. Van Jones was there. Yeah, Rosario Dawson, who I offended. I love. Oh, what'd you do to Rosario Same Dawson? Same thing you did to Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Well, no. Uh-oh. You no, didn't know who was, she was. I didn't know who she was. And well, so okay, let me just back it up a little bit. So we're the greeters at Prince's funeral, right? Yeah. So there's like six of us, you know. And our job, we were standing at the front with two clipboards. Right. One of the clipboards said friend, and one of the clipboards said family. Okay. And so we had to make all the lanyards and invites for the thing too. Mm. So. We had, there was like about 100 people that were coming that were considered family and 300 people that were considered friend. Okay. Right? And so our job was to stand at the front and as people walked in, we had to ask them if they're friend or family, which is a really dumb thing to kind of try to separate people right. like that at a funeral. They get weirded out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the other job we had was all of the, the funeral swag bags that we made were all fully assembled except for the sweatshirt. Right? Because we had all kinds of different sizes of sweatshirts. There was a sweatshirt. Yeah. Oh so our job, our job was people, were walk, people would walk in the door, and then there was like 10 seconds from the time they walk in the door to the time they get up to where we are. Yeah. And I had to like, me and another size guy, I had up. to like size them up. Excel. And be like, yeah, Times Excel, two. medium, Quick. whatever. And I'm like literally the worst person in the world for that job. And, uh, people were like, Man, yeah, I, I am. I look like the Hulk. Big, little, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway. So that was an imposter syndrome. Yeah, moment. for sure. And so the other interesting thing, like I said, was um, people would come in and we'd be like, friend or family. And we, we were just asking that because that's what his sister instructed us to do. So that was our idea. But they would say, oh, we're family. You know, and it's like, okay, well, let's have a look at the, the family list here. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not on the family list. Is it possible you're on the friend list? And they're like, no way, man, I'm Uncle Jimmy's cousin Joe or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry, you're here on the, on the friend list, wow. you know, and they'd get, like, pissed at us. That's a very awkward. Because they were on the friend list instead of the, the family list. And they were like, hey, man, I just work here. Was there a learning curve where you all of a sudden just started saying, name, please? Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was almost something about like if you were if you thought you were family and you were on the friend list that you were like written out of yeah, the will. Yeah, you're like shunned. <laughs> like, there was, oh yeah, like, there was legal implications, yeah. and we're like, no, we're just trying to figure out what's what. Yeah. No, that would be pretty stressful. If yeah, you're... but Rosario Dawson came up, and uh, I knew she was. You know, I, I was she friend re- or family? She was family or friend. Oh, uh, and uh, uh, she was fine with it though. Okay, yeah, she was. She fine didn't with get it, mad about that. But, uh, no. I knew I recognized her, but I, just, I couldn't come up with her name. Yeah. You know, I didn't know who she was. Different. And so I couldn't just go to the list and go, here you are, Miss Dawson. It was like I had to ask her who she was. And just, she was kind of, seemed like she was put off by the fact that I'm asking who she is. I don't think she was put off. I think all the five other people standing around you were put off. Like, <laughs> Duh, Pete. Dude, well, open the other your thing, eyes. But then I asked her, her for her last name, and she said Dawson. And so I look at the list. And As of in course, Greek? <laughs> of course, there's four Dawsons, right? And so I look at the list, and, and I'm like, well, shit. So I just picked the first one, and it was like, Cecilia. Oh, Cecilia? And she's like, no, that's my mom. Like, so the whole thing was like a totally frustrating yeah, it was a little situation for her. And so <laughs> anyway, we got Rosario squared away. <laughs> I think she's fine. Yeah. Yes. Hanging out with Corey now, so it's all yeah. good. 
So anyway, that saw, was the you big never reveal. Saw Men in Black. That I did. Was she in that? Yeah. Oh. I don't remember her in that. I don't remember her. Huh. But the cool thing was, they uh, a- after everybody got their swag bags, right? The, the funeral swag funeral bags. Funeral swag bags. Um, they invited us in and said, you know, uh, like once we were done with our job of handing, they were mm-hmm. like, now you're one of us. And so we sat through the whole thing. There were musicians and performers. They had a local, um, they had some dancer kids from a local school mm. that Prince supported wow. that did a performance. So it wasn't just, it wasn't a celebrity event. There were celebrities there, right. but it wasn't a celebrity event. And yeah. I think that it was, was a celebration cool. of Prince. Yeah. Yep. yeah. A big meal with all of his favorite foods and yeah. everything. No drinks. No drinks. I ran into Sheila E. in uh, Napa, uh, and like sat with her, and we were listening to a live band. Yeah, and she we was talked. There. She was there. Yeah. Do you want to tell the Sheila E. story, or should I? Please do. Which part? So this is after the this event. So uh, Sheila E.'s there, and after the event, we had like ten or twenty bags left over, and so we had this like push cart, and we're like wheeling the bags out to the truck, and all of a sudden Sheila E. walks by, and she's like, "Oh, are those?" Uh, could I get one more uh, bag for somebody? <laughs> and so we're like, yeah, sure. Well, she grabs like 10 of them. What? I mean, she's like, and like walks off with like a half a dozen extra bags. Well, she's Sheila E, so she's got like those quick arms. <laughs> <know>. Yeah, she <laughs> Where you're like, I was like, I didn't wow, even see that's that. not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> like the rhythm that came with that. That's yeah. amazing. That is so funny. Uh, well, she wanted to keep more pieces of them, I guess probably. So. I got the courage to go up and... Did you see any go? Yeah. What? I got the courage to go up and, and talk to her. So, because I had yeah. just read her book. How did that conversation go? It was very awkward and brief, no. and I was I, I came yeah. across like a stalker. It was, oh, I'm sorry. I fine. I really oh, felt yeah. really comfortable with her. We were sitting like on the same mm-hmm. poof watching live music. Yeah, and we were just chatting, yeah. and okay. she was so yeah. easy and low key. We were at a um, a wine resort. So yeah. that's probably had that that may have had something to do with it. We weren't at a funeral, and there were no uh, right. swag bags. Well, and there was alcohol <laughs> available, and there was alcohol. No, oh, so this wasn't like Lemmy's. You couldn't go in and like take oh, a shot no. of vodka there was as nothing. you walked in. There yeah. was nothing. It no was, booze. and the food was mediocre at best. Yeah. But uh, Maya Rudolph was there. Oh, I, I saw. In fact, I saw that photo when yeah. I was stalking you on Facebook today. <laughs> she, she was, was awesome. Maya Rudolph. She was very cool, very generous, and uh, we, did she take extra bags or no? No. Just one? Just one. What size sweatshirt did you recommend for Maya? I don't remember. Oh. I don't know if I don't was going to. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. I don't, know, I don't know if I, I had to make that call. Because there's two of us, <laughs> so she might have come in the other line. Funny. Um, but it, Oh, so la- just one last story, and then I think we should wrap. Um, uh, so at the end of the funeral, the urn, by the way, which was the centerpiece of the wow. entire thing. I mean, it was like lit... And it was front and center, and there was actually a security guard monitor, like sitting next to the because while people were coming, guarding on, your urn, guarding their urn, and Pete and his company and his 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 crew did an amazing job of treating it with the utmost respect. They had gloves oh, on. Oh, good. Were, it was handled with care. So they so they had this huge container box thing that they had it in, and so at the end of the funeral. It was time to put it back into this box that was all padded and you know the infamous vault in paisley park which is where all the hidden record not hidden but all the um the the recordings are that he hadn't released yet and all his artifacts that were kind of his there's this this secret vault which i mean i we've never seen yeah it's upstairs 
And so at the time, in order for anything to come in and out of the vault, they hadn't settled the will. So all, what is it, seven? I think there were seven heirs. They all had to be present for any activity in and out of the vault. So they had packaged up the, the urn, and it was time to move the urn it, you know, into the vault. Right. And so they were kind of waiting around for everybody to, you know, to, to be there before you know, they wheeled it in. And the, there's the urn that Pete and his company built, but then there was the actual ashes, which were in a tiny little box. So while they're packaging up the urn, they're kind of struggling a little bit with the foam, moving the little pieces around to try to get it in. No. And, and the whole family shows up, and everybody's now trying to help. And at one point, somebody's holding the ashes, and one of Pete's coworkers was standing there, and somebody just goes, here, hold this for a minute. <laughs> <gasps> and so... And did you come running from the back saying, no, hold uh, it? I was standing next to him, and I was, my jaw just dropped. So he's standing there holding the ashes in a box while they're all wrestling with the, the urn and everything else, and... And the most valuable The most valuable thing. And they just kind of just, you know, uh, haphazardly just said, here, hold this quick. And so he's standing there holding it, and then they're they're struggling with the urn. They finally get the urn in, and then someone was like, okay, we'll take the box back now, and then (laughs) took the ashes. And I think he was just still frozen with his hands in the same position, like, Like, I just held Prince's ashes. And I just stood there staring at him and... Did you touch him so you could get like, like the attachment to it? <laughs> and and so and then that was it. That was and now the urn is a so they've turned Paisley Park into a museum, kind of like Neverland, not Neverland, uh, uh, Graceland. Grace. Yep. Which I've toured now pretty much I've, every time I go to Minneapolis. Yeah. But uh, you can tour all of it. And, I need to do that. And the urn now is well was yeah. on display a, on display it was a huge part of the it was actually part of the tour but recently i think they moved yeah it. they moved it into the vault what a shame wow yeah. what purpose does it well they just said you know they they thought the two or three years or whatever was was long enough to grieve and, and oh so they which we don't need to remind people of right of his death Not that that's right. like, they, well then give it back <laughs> yeah yeah well they said it might they, they said it might come back they said they might bring it back they could do it on birthdays and, and holidays. And it just seems but like... But the, the funny thing is, is when, when we built the piece for them, we sort of, I was going to say, it, it, maybe this is an imposter syndrome situation, but we, we, we told them, okay, when it's time to set this thing up where it's going to go for the Paisley Park tours, you got to call us because we need to set it up for you. And so um, there's a certain way that it needs to be handled and so on. And so the day that they called us and said, okay, we're going to open the doors in a couple days, so we built this structure for it. And we need you guys to come out and set it up. So I'm driving out there with a coworker, and we were actually joking around on the way out there, like, okay, how are we going to make this look more complicated than it is? Because basically, we're just going to be like, yeah, we, like, <laughs> they're going to look at us like, what did we need to Why call did you we for call that? You yeah. for? <laughs> and so we were like, okay, like, what are we going to do? Like, put gloves on? It's like, okay, we're going to need to clear the room. <laughs> Nobody look. Turn yeah, the everybody off. turn around. It's a secret. Okay, everybody cover your eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Get out the one. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we get out there and they walk us into the atrium where they had built the structure for it. And imagine like a three foot high squared off wall that was, of course, purple. And then it had <laughs> panels of glass that were like eight feet high. And it was all kind of like, you know, maybe like three feet by three feet by three feet. And then there's like a st- like a museum like stand in the middle of the structure. Mm-hmm. And that's where they wanted the urn to go. And so we walk in and they're very proudly showing us 
that it's going to go on this museum-like stand in the middle of the structure, and we're kind of pulling our big hard-sided <laughs> rolling case <laughs> with this very dignified... <laughs> Slowly, <laughs> yeah. carefully with and, white gloves uh, on. Right. And so we're like, great, we'll put it in there. And all of a sudden, we're kind of like... Uh-oh. We're, is there like a door? Or like, do one of these panes of glass come out? Or like, how do we get it in there? And all of a sudden, everybody got like this panicked look on their face like... Oh crap! We just like made the ship in the bottle and forgot to put the ship in the bottle. Like, there's was there a top to this glass? Yeah, it was open on the top, but it was like eight feet high. Like, there was no way to get this thing into. Okay, tell me you got a ladder and one of you jumped in on the pedestal yeah, exactly and then like handled it and yep. then dropped it. How'd you get the other guy out? Uh, Wait, you so you assume it wasn't Pete? It, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Safe assumption. Yes, I have a much Is that younger, true? I have a much younger, more gymnast <laughs> okay, like. So who was yeah. Spider Man and who yeah. was? <laughs> so another coworker, another coworker of mine, same Grant. Uh, he we got a ladder. He climbed in. There were ropes involved, <laughs> and actually he's in the he's in the little structure. And at one point, this janitor. Did somebody take a photo of him? No, like, we didn't. But oh. at one at one point while he's in there, this janitor guy walks by or groundskeeper or whatever he walks by, and I was like. Oh, hey, since you're in there, can I hand some paint into you? And can you, like, touch up with that spot? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so That's why like, you guys had to do it. Yeah. So, anyway, it was just this, uh, it's been chaos. I, I just, just yeah. I want to break it down for just a second. If it's an eight-foot-tall tube, kind of square column of glass. Yeah. And then the pedestal's sitting in the middle of it, right? Yeah. So, there's floor around it. Yeah. About a three-by-three. Three. Yeah. So you were able to put a ladder up yep. and then lower a guy in onto the pedestal. Yep. The pedestal was strong enough to take his weight and then he stepped down. Yep, right? exactly. Okay, and then, and then you got some rope and you lowered the so, urn down. So we were handing mm. things over to him piece by piece, <laughs> right. so including the ashes. Oh, to assemble, yeah. reassemble. Because so, okay. the, the whole thing, if you include the piano, is in three separate parts. So you were like doing a reverse Santa Claus or something. Kinda. You were sort of like just yeah. funneling everything yeah. into a chimney. Actually, the hard part, the harder part was even getting him out. I was going to say, getting him in was How did easier. you get him out? Did you yeah. like put ropes under his... I think that's where there were ropes his, involved. Under his yeah. armpits and then like tow him up? There was, uh, there was And you knew that you didn't want him to Lever and pulley action going on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really, I can see it. That's so You're fantastic. wishing you were there. Well, and, I and so, so wish I had been there. So one day they then like... Six months later, they call us and say, you know what? We've decided to move it. And so now they've decided that they're going to put it on the second floor, and they built like this semicircle kind of frosted glass structure for it. And so they call us again and say, hey, we need you guys to come out and help us move the piece. And so we go out there. Did you bring glass cutters? Did you bring um, Tom no, Cruise we, with some sort of belay yeah, system? Traverse. Hovercraft. What happened? We go in, and this, this guy comes out. And, you know, there's like the, the little silicone material that yeah. holds the panes of glass together. So he walks by and with an cuts X-Acto it. knife, like cuts all of the, the silicone on the panes and then like has the like these two <laughs> suction cuppy things that you use to move glass. And he like puts the suction cuppy things on the one side of glass and the paint on the other side is just... Oh, it blew and up. It just explodes all over Paisley oh, Park. Oh my God. And then the other two somehow stayed in, but... Anyway, so know, it's wow. just been a comedy, was that, a comedy of errors what, there. How did he respond to that? Who, Prince? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is what it sounds this like. <laughs> when doves <laughs> cry. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. That is a great, yeah. great story. It's been interesting. Yeah. All from urns. Yeah, who would have thought? You know, it's one of those things, if you would have asked me four years ago what I was going to do for a living, I don't think I could have made this up. 
Well, and I think your sister would have like paid millions of dollars to make sure this all went through. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not a hard sell. Oh, well, not it, at all. The yeah. the kind of sad, morbid thing is anytime anybody infamous dies, there's text messages going back and forth. And do you think we'll get the call? Get on it. Are you like Ghostbusters? Well, I we always the, the big joke is like re- sadly recently Tim Conway passed away. I just, and so we I, and we I, and Doris Day. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I didn't, didn't know yeah. she was alive. Yeah. Case and uh, so anyway, I was we so there's an interaction going on right now with Tim Conway's family. I don't know if that'll turn into anything. So are you talking then to Tim Conway Jr.? Mm-hmm. I've spoken to him. Have you? Radio Conway and Steckler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love his radio. No, yeah, it's great. He's one. Of, uh, he's one of six kids. Oh, he is. Yeah. I didn't. Know I read that that, mm-hmm. that he had six kids. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so like when when somebody like Tim Conway passes away, <gasps> I I always text. So dog. where he's did like, your brain what go? What are we going to wear to Tim Conway's funeral? Um, don't you need a handler? Because I know how to get over high glass walls. Oh, there I think you I can come and help you. I'm a big fan of Tim Conway. Come on, the oldest man yeah. in the world or all, any of his skits. Funny. Well, Pete, thanks for joining. For sure. Imposter really Club. Thank you so You're now much. You're an official member. Awesome. Yes, awesome. you are. You there are a lot of benefits. Fake it till you make it. There are a lot of benefits with Imposter Club. Really? Like? Yeah, Nancy, why don't you tell them? Oh, okay. So the benefits include um, using the restroom in the Quonset Hut, okay. yeah. where the door sometimes shuts. Okay. Uh, coffee from the espresso maker. Free champagne. Doesn't work. Free champagne yep, every yep. time. Uh, fresh guacamole from my tree. I love it. Yeah. Uh, chips that you can't chew on while we talk. <laughs> I mean, you could, but it might be. And technology that almost works. Well, sometimes works. And airplane audio till the cows come. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thank you, Pete. My pleasure. Thanks, Pete. Absolutely. All right. Come on. You're just going to keep talking. I'm just, I'm like, I'm scared to do anything. I'm